to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hyman. And uh, we've got a fun one today. We've got a very special guest with us. Um, you know him. You may know him by Daddy Padre, um, but he is the e-bug for the St. Louis Blues, Tyler Stewart. Tyler, thanks for, thanks for stopping by today. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, boys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, elephant in the room, obviously. Uh, over the weekend, the Blues suffered a heartbreaking 6-2 to loss in Game 6 against the Vancouver Canucks to be to get eliminated. Um, we'll be we'll be breaking it down here today. Uh, we'll be getting into it. Uh, what are your, what are your boys' initial thoughts before we get too uh, too much into the nitty gritty? How how are you feeling? Just a couple days removed. Does it sting a lot? A little? What, how how are you feeling? I mean, for me personally, it's it still stings a lot just because. I mean, you you could even see it in like the players' faces and their comments after the game. Just like the Blues never really got to their game. Um, I do. I still stand by what we said at the beginning of the series. Whereas, uh, if the Blues were going to lose this series, it's not because Vancouver played better than them or played better than they were capable of playing. It's just that they didn't find their game, and we saw uh, that's exactly what happened. So, those are my just initial thoughts right off the right off the jump. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of. I kind of second that. I don't know. It's it's tough. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I skated with the guys before the before they went out to Centene and everything, and I don't know. I mean, they seem like they were into it. I don't. It's tough. Like, there's a lot of dads on the team. I, I keep coming back to that. And yeah. Just being a dad myself and everything. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd probably be okay with it. It'd suck. I mean, luckily it's 2020. at FaceTime. I mean, I know it's me saying that here, and I'd have to go through it. But I'd try to like view it. I guess as the the bigger thing in hand, which is the cup. And like, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I just keep coming back. Like you don't have that many shots at like, you know, winning a cup with the same core group. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen this summer. I mean, you don't know if that team next year will be able to I'm not say compete for the cup, but you might have a season where like you have, you know, coming out of like the Bacchus era type thing, or you're kind of not retooling, but you're kind of, you know, you're changing some things around. I don't know, but it just sucks. I don't, it's a weird format. The whole thing's weird. You can kind of tell the team, I'm not saying the blues and take it serious, but you almost wonder how much, how many of them bought into the bubble, you know? And then obviously you go with the injuries, you know, like, I mean, that didn't help, but you know, just that whole thing with the bubble. I mean, look at Vegas and look at uh, Tampa and like all this. I mean, like it just, I just found it weird. Like Washington didn't seem very interested. I'm not saying the blues didn't, but it didn't seem maybe like the first two games. I didn't care as much. Maybe not saying they weren't trying, but it's just, it just it didn't seem like they were themselves. And all of a sudden, game three and four, they really came out flying. And then I think once the, that uh, Vertanen goal went in in game five, I think that was kind of – I think they kind of not packed it in, but they kind of were like, eh, I don't know. I mean, it, may, it wouldn't be the worst thing to go home, but at the same time, we're, we'll try to win. But uh, game six was kind of just a mess, and it kind of just – spiraled from there yeah to kind of go along with that i feel like there's been a lot of comments made like about that same thing about how the bubble just kind of feels like uh like a like a not really like a junior hockey but like a tournament almost like where everyone's just staying in like the same hotel and like the atmosphere is weird because there's no fans so like you can't draw emotion off of whether it's like your home fans or even drawing emotion from um away fans because i think David Perron talked about it today um, in his video about like going into Winnipeg and how they're like bearing down your neck the whole time. You can still kind of draw some emotion and some fire from that, but having just nothing there, I feel like would just be a weird experience. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And just from talking to a few of the guys like that are up there and I don't know, a lot of them have said that they were not promised like a lot of stuff, I guess, but they, I guess they were promised a little bit more than what they got. I don't know. Like I didn't really ask a lot of questions what that meant, but I guess the Edmonton bubble wasn't as good as the, you know, the Toronto bubble. And like, let's keep in mind, they are staying at like five star hotels. So maybe, like for us, we probably think it's great and everything. And, you know, but I mean, I, like I said, I'm probably for the single guys. I bet it was great. Like, it's just like a normal thing. They play Xbox, they eat great food, they go to the rink and you know, whatever. I mean, the only thing I guess missing is, is chicks, but, other than that, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. And the whole thing's just kind of crazy. And I, I get what they're saying, like feeding off energy, but you know what? I kind of keep going back to like, I talk to a lot of people and I mean, there's no guarantee here in December, which is December. I think first is when they're saying the next season's going to start and training camps like November 17th or something like that. I have a tough time believing at this rate, we're going to be having any sort of fans, you know, even if they do like a baseball type of thing, because everyone makes fun of the MLB for not doing a bubble. But the, they didn't have the same thing as the NBA and the NHL where they played 90-whatever percent right, of the season. Right. You kind of have to do what the MLB is doing. You can make fun of them all, all you want for having COVID cases. When these guys it, – it's more so I think the players weren't treating it – I guess like they should per se, where like, you know, they were still like going out when they're out of town, like on the road and just acting like it's normal where like maybe they could have done a better job of that. But I mean, even then, like the MLB still forging along, they have like that player pool they're pulling from, but I mean, NHL is probably going to have to do something like that. I have a, there's no way they're going to have another bubble for an entire season. So it's like, I'm not saying like, like give a prod saying and everything, but they're going to kind of have to get used to this. If, if, at least for the time being, because I have a really tough time believing, like I said, the fans will be allowed. I mean, for my sake, I hope I'll be allowed at least to go to the games or at least maybe 5,000, 10,000 fans. That'd be great. Just any kind of thing. I mean, you got to build something back up, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, who knows? It's yeah. kind of out of their control. Yeah, uh, definitely roping roping back into the the bubble. I think that, like you said, Ty, it was pretty clear that the Blues never got up to that uh, that level of play that we know that they're capable of. But also just like what playoff hockey was. I think looking at it, they got to it for a little bit there in Game Five. Um, but like you said, watching a team like Vegas or even like a team like Colorado when they were when they were running and got it in the in the first round, you could clearly tell that these teams were out here playing at their full potential rate to go um, making stuff happen making crisp passes playing tight lockdown D and I don't think we ever really saw the Blues get to that point uh, whether it was because of all the injuries they faced you know they really struggled with depth um, a lot of line ju- uh, juggling fourth line wasn't very consistent defense was all over the place there's a lot of a lot of factors just based on pure uh to the pure roster uh, scope of things that that could have played into it, but also just the lack of buying in. I wouldn't have been wouldn't be surprised if that played a role too. Uh, a roster that just came off of a cup one, maybe saying like, you know, the, the, the pressure is kind of off this year. A lot of these guys miss their families. They're not completely pushing themselves uh, as much as they did in the year before. Who knows? Um, but I think seeing the videos like uh, Molly Bozak posting her, her kids watching Ty get out of the Tyler Bozak getting out of the taxi and them you know running up to him it, it makes the loss sting a little bit less Th- that that the fit, weird bubble family element is is definitely a, a something that is a, a positive to go along with all the negative of the loss for sure oh yeah for sure i agree i mean like i said i i, I completely understand this like i i said i think it's a mixture of just a team full of that i mean if you just go on the roster you just go down in the list of guys that are parents already and it's just i, I think when like winning last year i think that kind of factored in like it's just like a human almost like human element i mean i, I can right. pick out guys that i felt like that they were like up to snuff and then just guys like 
I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was just, I, it just, it just hurts my brain to even think about it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I can't, you like saw good stuff and then you just saw like, I just, I didn't think Vancouver was as great as everyone acted like, like to be honest with you, I just thought Markstrom, Markstrom outplayed our goalies and I love better and Jake and just like, bashing them. I mean, I know Jakey played great, but you know, I wouldn't say game five was like as good as his game, you know, three and four, but you know, that's just, the, that's kind of what happened though. Like, you know, where, where Markstrom, I don't think he really had a bad game the entire series. Even when we beat them, I don't think it was like, cause Markstrom like didn't play good. I feel, I still feel like he played good. We just, we outplayed their team. Like, you know, and like, yeah, the Quinn Hughes show is great. I mean, he runs around the ice and holds onto the puck and everything. I get it. And he's really good. But, you know, I was like reading like the athletic, that Thomas Trans guy, their, their writer. And he was saying, he's all oh, he's the best defense in the Western Conference. I'm like, well, oh, can I, I reply that. I was like, come I'm on. like, well, does that mean that like he's the best offensive defenseman, or does that mean he's the best defense? He's like, no, the best defenseman. I'm like, okay, well, I could pick like five to ten guys I would rather have to shut down somebody than him. Like, it's not anything against him. It's just the fact he's five foot nine and he's a rover. I mean, he's not. I wouldn't. I mean, we don't like, you know, like I wouldn't put like Dunner up against like teams for like the best defense, you know, or like just against like the best like other teams like offensive side. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't. I don't know. It's just, it's just common sense. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love to get into. Um, we'll get into the, the more of the nitty gritty of the of the game and the details. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, first things first, boys. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off, blame ourselves, saying things like "I I lost my mojo" or just avoid it altogether, make excuses. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash XXS xxx and complete an online visit erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle but now there's roman complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it go to roman.com slash locked on nhl today if approved you'll get 15 dollars off your first order of ed treatment that's getroman.com slash locked on nhl getroman.com slash locked on nhl and next up you want chinese food if someone else wants pizza you're craving frozen yogurt. There's something for everybody on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that br- Oh yeah, great combo. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be o- will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and ooh, the Cheesecake Factory. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, so just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, boys, getting into the more nitty-gritty of, of Game 6. Um, outside factors aside, what did you see just in the Blues play that 
I guess was really concerning and and how how does that carry over in your mind for next season and just moving forward as a team in general? Well, I mean, for me personally, I think what was most concerning uh, watching the play, the boys play in the bubble was the defense, just because last year it was such a staple for our team for so long throughout their entire run, and this year it just kind of looked like. There were miscues. There were guys like uh, giveaways and turnovers left and right. And obviously, a team like Vancouver, like they might have not have that depth, but anytime they get a high danger scoring chance with one of those guys like Pedersen, like uh, Borvat, like any of those guys, they're going to capitalize on it. And that's pretty much what we saw. Um, but I think is it is it it is interesting to talk about um, that like. It felt like the second he scored and got that monkey off his back, Justin Falk played one of, if not the best defenseman um, on our team after that. Um, when everybody was talking about sending him off to Seattle, I felt like the second he got here. Um, but he really, I think, took charge and played with a lot more confidence after that. So that was, that was exciting to see. Yeah, um, I think it was pretty funny, especially considering that the, the flip of the defense. Like, we were complaining about Justin Falk pretty much the entire season, and then the rest of the defense was sound, and then playoffs show up and, and it flips. Um, but I think it just goes to show you that, especially in the playoffs, it's about getting hot at the right time. And I think you can say this about the defense, and you can say the same about Jordan Binnington. Uh, they can have their off days, individual individual players like make, make up the defense. Jordan Bennington as well. They can have a couple off days that can lead to tough stretches. I'm sure Tyler as a goalie, you can relate. A big part of that is the mental game, um, and I don't think it has anything to say towards Jordan, Jordan Bennington's ability as a player. I don't think he's a one and done, you know, flash in the pan. We're never going to see him again. I think he just maybe for the first time in his NHL career faced a little bit of adversity, and it also happened to be during a week long playoffs, um, five months removed. From from a regular season. So I, I really am not too concerned, I guess, transitioning into the sort of defense slash goalie situation. I'm not too concerned about the future of Jordan Biddington. I know that that was a real hot, hot topic on Twitter, but I guess Tyler, you'd be a good guy to ask. Um, how much do you think the, the mental difficulty of playing, playing a difficult position like that after five months off after three months or only three exhibition games against a team that played a full playoff round? Uh, what are your thoughts in, in terms of that Tyler? <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I almost wonder too with Benner, like, because he's he's so like good with like the mental makeup. I almost wonder how much of it is not having fans and he feeds off that. Like, he I could picture him really feeding off that stuff. He loved like the hostile crowds. I felt like last spring and or summer, or whatever, and you know, and then even just like feeding off our crowd and whatnot. I mean, I feel like the team in general did, and Perron kind of alluded to that today. I don't know. I mean. I feel like it made, I honestly have a tough time judging like anyone's play from this whole thing. I mean, cause then like, even like Benner, I thought he was like pretty good in those, those, like those, those seeding games. And I could tell the team couldn't really care that much about those, but I felt like he played pretty good against Colorado. I mean, like we barely lost it though, if you really think about it. Yeah. That's I thought true. he played good. And then I don't know. I mean, that one game against Vegas was just like, they looked like summer hockey. They were just, everyone's running around scoring and everything. No, not much hitting. And I don't know. It's just, wasn't really our style anyways but I don't know the whole thing with the like the the, the like goaltending situation I guess is I don't know it, it'll be tough I feel like to you know pick or choose one of the guys like I, I feel like I mean they'll either keep both or they'll move on from one of, I don't know I mean it, it just I guess it depends like with Petra I mean the whole thing the cap's really weird I don't really know how they're gonna maneuver everything and there's a I mean everything just seems so weird with like the Petro stuff so it's like I don't really know what's going on with that I wish I did but 
I feel like you can't really lose a guy like that. I mean, he's a stud, you know. I mean, I, he, those kind of guys don't grow on trees. But yeah, but that's 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 a conversation for another episode. Uh, oh, for sure. That's gonna yeah, be conversation for the next for the next fifty episodes. Let's be honest. But uh, yeah, it, it's definitely. I think the theme of today's episode has been a lot, a lot, a lot of outside circumstances that kind of not necessarily make excuses for the Blues losing, but a lot of signs you can point to, which is reassuring. It's not just a simply a matter of this team is a mess. You know, they choke in the first round they don't have it they're 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 destined for another 10 years of failure i saw a lot of people like like being like oh another first round exit blues are back i I really don't think that you can that it would be fair to look at this year as an indication of the forward progress for the blues i don't think that this is like this is it last year was their peak and it's downhill from here um i think this year is an outlier an exception just due to the weird circumstances and it's going to be a very, very, very telling off season. I yeah, know, that's my be, reaction. It's going to be a chaotic off season too. I feel like because there's like I can't remember an off season like this where we're like up to the cap and there's a guy like Petrangelo coming off the books, and then it feels like everything that I've seen on Twitter has been like everyone speculating that Vince Dunn is going to tra- get traded. But I mean, you take you take like a ten game small sample size of him, and I think he'll be the first one to tell you like he didn't play the hockey that he wanted to out there um but at the same time you look at the advanced stats for that guy and he's like by the advanced stats obviously take those with a grain of salt but uh, he's like by the advanced stats he's one of the best young defensemen in the game so i don't think like trading him just because of 10 bad games is the answer either then you take a like Jake Allen, who's making a good amount of money, but he had stellar playoffs. And you got Jordan Bennington, who looks shaky. It's hard to get rid of one of those guys. And then Alexander Steen it would have to be like a buyout situation. And he was injured at the end there, but he's a staple for the depth guys in that fourth line. So it's just like, it feels anywhere you go, it's like you're going to have to rip off a Band-Aid if you want to do anything. It's just, I, it's going to be interesting to see what Army does for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We're getting near the end of today's episodes. We will take one more short break. We'll be right back. But first, Tommy, you know it. You love it. I want to tell everybody about our friends over there, over at Built Bar. Mm. And Tyler, you'll hear about this for the first time. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And and I says it right here. This isn't my, my third. It's word for word. The improved Built Bar is even delicious, sir, than the original ones. 18 amazing flavors, including the ones that we talked about all, all summer. But the six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And the best part is they are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a diet. All right, Tyler, I'm going to tell you which one you want to hear about, peanut butter, coconut almond, cherry barcia, or cookies and cream. Which which one do you want to hear a little bit more about? Let's go with the peanut butter. Peanut butter, great choice. That's my favorite flavor. All right, so you got only you got 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, only five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. So it is really good for you, which is great. And the best part is you can get a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last. So if you go on builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get ten dollars off your next order plus a free cooler while supplies last. Use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. We'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right. How do we even? How do we even wrap this one up, Tommy? What do we? What do we even? How do we even collect the final five? Uh, I give think our, our our season um, obituaries. Uh, yeah, we can do that. I want to hear who uh, Stewie's got picked for the cup, though. 
Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's give her a cup picks real quick. We'll start with you, Ty. What do you What do you guys do? Are we recording now? Yeah. What do you got? Okay, my bad. My bad. My bad. Um, I got out of the West. I I have Vegas. I think they're. I think Colorado started to fall apart injury wise, and then I also just don't think they're. They haven't played anybody like. You know, like physical. Like, I mean, I was really hoping we could play. I'm honest. I was so tired of hearing about the hype from them and everything. And I get it. Nathan McKenna's really good. Uh, but it's just like play a team like us and we'll see how you do. And I think Vegas is the closest thing to us in the West. I mean, you saw the way they played last night against the Canucks. That's what I felt like we could have done against the Canucks. But then out of the East is a tough one. Like Islanders look so stingy and they're like, you just like look at them. You don't know how they get it done, but they do. And like I said, some of the Capitals, you know, thing, I don't know how much of their issues where they just don't want to be there. I don't know, but um, them and the Flyers, I was, I don't know who to pick from that. I really don't know how to pick out of the East because I'm Boston, same thing. Like I didn't know how much they wanted to be there coming out of the round robin, but then they're beating Tampa Bay last night. So it's like, I'd like to see maybe out of the East, the Flyers, because I feel like they haven't had something good happen in a long time. And then probably like Vegas, but I probably think, I think Vegas is going to win the whole thing. I really do. They're, they stayed really healthy. Nice. And they look, they have two great goalies, whether all that stuff's going on or not. But I mean, you, you never know if they, they'll need flurry again. So it's like, they'll be fine either way. And the, I don't know. They're a wagon. They're fast. They're big. They're strong. I mean, they're clicking. I like, too, Vegas. So. I like Vegas a lot. That's a great choice. They looked so good um, yeah. in, in game one. I, I think Vegas is a good choice. Um, I guess, oh, how do we, how do we define the end of the season? How do we wrap this up? I mean, I guess if I had to put it short and sweet, I'm disappointed but optimistic. I don't really think, especially with this whole weird bubble format, I don't really think the whole back-to-back train ever got up to full steam. I don't think we were ever really fully locked in because the next thing you know, we're backs are against the wall and we're, we're on the verge of elimination. So it was definitely a tough way to go kind of before we even got settled into playoff hockey. Um, and it was really disappointing to see the team kind of come up short. But even though there is a big off season ahead, I'm very optimistic for the future um, of the Blues. They got a lot of young talent that, that proved themselves, continue to prove themselves throughout the regular season and the playoffs um, in, in their own little ways. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic. If I had to use two words to describe <laughs> the, how I'm looking towards this offseason, cautiously optimistic. I don't know. What do you think, Tommy? I, I think uh, cautiously optimistic is a good way of putting it. Um, I think also at the end of the day, um, uh, you take a group of young guys. I mean, Jordan Cairo, I think, was a black ace last year for the cup run, and now he actually got some games under his belt in the playoffs, so that's always good for him in terms of experience. Um, and guys kind of like the car- carousel down low of McEachern and all of those guys, they got some games in there too. Um, so at the end of the day, that's a plus. Um, uh, besides that, I feel like uh, like it feels like this next season is coming up like super fast, uh, so that's a good thing too. This team can kind of – uh, use this loss as a building block on their next season and kind of realize that what they did this year didn't really get it done um, at the end of the day. And if it's going to go like we talked about um, going forward with no fans and I'm um, still with all the COVID stuff and they're going to have to adapt. And I think they realize, well, obviously they realize that now because they're on the outside looking in. Mm. What do you think? Ta- what do you think? Stuart? That's kind of my thought is my thoughts more. I think, 
let's just see after the off season. So whenever the yeah. cup gets awarded, I think it's a week later the free agency starts. Yeah. Let's see what happens after everything. Like let's see what happens going into almost like camp. Like I guess like your roster that you're like, all right, that's just what we're going to go into camp with. Then I feel like we can judge this year almost. Cause the reason why I say it is because like, let's just say you lose Petro and stuff. I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'm like, unless you're bringing in something huge, like, and you lose Petro, I don't know how you can look at it as like you're upgrading your team because he's, in my opinion, he's a top five, maybe top three defenseman in the game. So it's like, you know, I feel like then I'll look back on this season and be like, oh my gosh, we literally, we could have repeated with that core. And like, yes, we had injuries, Vlad, Steen, you know, Boza, he was good on the list, like all that stuff. I get it, but it, I'll look back on it and be like, it's a missed opportunity. But like I said, their mindset, I mean, I guess maybe they won and everything, so maybe they weren't as hungry because of the whole break, and it's just kind of, you know, weird. I don't know. It just seemed like a common trend with the the teams that have kind of won recently and the veteran teams, I guess. But right. I don't know. That's how I'm kind of judging is just based on, I guess, we'll see, you know, what happens this offseason. Like if the team – they're not going to, like, blow it up or anything, but I do definitely no. think if they don't bring back Petra, there could be some, like, shuffling around and in general. Something's going to happen. I mean, who knows? But Absolutely. He's, I think you said it best. Something is definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, it is going to be a crazy next few weeks here on the Lockdown Blues podcast between the rest of the playoffs that we're going to be, be able to kind of nicely enjoy as third-party fans. Blessing and a curse of getting eliminated. Um, it, it will be nice to watch that. And then the offseason is going to be absolutely nuts, so definitely stay tuned to that. Uh, you got anything else to say, Tommy, before we wrap this one up? No, that's all I got. But I think you hit the nails on the head. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting to watch these next couple of weeks in terms of who wins the Cup and also what happens afterwards with the Blues. So, yeah, stick around. Uh, Ty, thank, thanks so much for, for joining us. You want to give you, take a few seconds to, to promote yourself, whatever you want, plug it. You got the stage is yours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on, boys. I mean, I got to know Tommy a little bit. I know I haven't met neither of you guys in yeah, person. Now. I mean, it doesn't really help that I'm, I met Tommy more over the whole COVID thing. So it's like yeah, whenever yeah. I hopefully we get back in the arena and stuff or whenever we just get out and about again, I'll be able to meet you guys in person and everything. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah, I'll come see I mean, you. I just hope life gets back to normal, man. I'm, I mean, this is all fun still and everything, but it's, it's man, I, it's going to, it makes you really appreciate just being able just to go to like a hockey game, honestly. Like it's sad. Like it was, I didn't realize how big of a, I don't know. I think that would, <laughs> it would be nice just to get back to the arena. I mean, yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got, what's your, what's your, your Twitter handled at Daddy Padre, right? Yeah, I got, I don't know, I'm like bounce between like two. I have like my gaming stuff on my Daddy Padre and then I got my like blues people on my T. Stewart. Well, if you guys somehow don't know who he is and you want to see some of the most impressive NHL 20 follow Twitch real, real NHL content check him out yeah, I'll be streaming um, next year for sure yeah, honestly sure. So thanks guys so for joining us um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues follow me at Josh Hyman NHL follow Tommy at T Welcher 15 thanks so much for listening it's been a wonderful ride this season I'm so sad the Blues season had to come to an end but it doesn't over here at lockdown blues we will have episodes for you all week 